Welcome to the Primal Path Podcast. We chat with our tribe to build a stronger connection through our native ways of communication. Learn about our coaches, clients, gym programming, and hear from our local businesses and find out about the latest happenings. Hey tribe, we are back with Convo with our clients. We have the, I would say the original OG of my fitness career, the first person that actually reached out to me when we started over, well, it was seven years ago, uh, he reached out to me when right before we opened. We have Brian Albert here. Welcome, Brian, to the podcast. Ooh, thanks. So let's start off. We're just going to go through uh, our some, I call them rapid fire questions. They're really not rapid fire questions, and obviously... Uh, yeah, I'm trying listen, to build I that listen, bank up. I listened, to, I listened to the one that you did with Mike, and you only had one. <laughs> Better follow like, it up by 10. That's all I got. <laughs> you know, just like everything else, sometimes it comes out good, and sometimes it doesn't work, and you good. just uh, got to roll with the punches sometimes, you know? You still like, get like choked up sometimes on these things, not, you know, choked up in tears, but uh, so we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about you. Uh, so where are you originally from? Uh, originally, I grew up in Marlboro. Marlboro, Connecticut, um, and so from Marlboro, I, I lived in Middletown, Cromwell, and then uh, East Tatum. I've been in East Tatum for probably, what, 17 years now, 18 years? All much. right, so I can't call you nomadic in Connecticut because you got well, you got to place it up for 17 no, years now. Okay. This, this is about <laughs> as long as I've lived in any place in my whole life, so. And... Uh, <laughs> Do you plan on staying here long term? Guessing, <laughs> who knows? Um, not, until I retire, anyway. Um, I <clears throat> when we bought the house, it was uh, it was a really really difficult process, and I <laughs> swear to God that they were going to bury me in the backyard because I was never going to buy another house. Um, but at some point, like you know, <clears throat> maybe 15, 20 years from now, when I when I retire, we'll see what happens. But an optimal where would you want to live? Mexico. Yes, yes, that place. <laughs> it is. It's just beautiful down there. <laughs> yeah, the Riviera Maya, someplace down there in a nice little condo complex kind of thing. Um, yeah, we've we've been going to Mexico f- for pretty much twenty years now, and yeah, that's just that's my happy place. Yeah, you're just checking out all the places that you want to buy your future home. That's it's, exactly it. Yeah. I mean, we're not vacationing. It's we're business scouting. decisions. Like, you got to get scouting. your priorities straight. Come on, you know. <laughs> so also, let's uh, talk about your current job. What do you do, or what would you do? Now? Um, well, so I'm director of marketing at Middlesex Health. Um, I've been there for literally. This is funny because this year I'm turning fifty, and I have been there for twenty five years this year. So I've li- literally worked at this place for half of my entire <laughs> life, which is insane because no one does that anymore. But um, but I love it. It's a great it's a great place to work. We offer great care for patients. So I'm proud of what I do. Heck yeah, heck yeah. And what about your family and uh, pets? Uh, so married for nineteen years, I think. Yeah, nineteen years. To don't, Christina. Don't get that, don't get right. that wrong. Well, you know Christina. <laughs> I may have bought the wrong number of roses this year. <laughs> I may have shorted her one. Because every year I go up from 12, I kept going 13, 14. And so I think I may have shorted her a year this year, but I don't think she'll ever listen to this. So <laughs> You're the last rose, Brian. You're the last rose. You didn't forget. That's your heart, right. your heart right. is the That's rose. It. That's it. <laughs> Never forget that. <laughs> 
Uh, and then we have we have a daughter, Mackenzie, who is thirteen, going on twenty three. Um, <laughs> uh, but she's a really good kid. Um, just got braces yesterday, so that's been interesting. Um, and then we have two cats who are brother and sister. Um, <clears throat> let's see, um, Fiona is the female. She's a little pudger. And then there's Winston, who is the asshole. Um, <laughs> Good asshole name right there, Winston. <laughs> and then Winston. Then we, we have Gracie, who is 15 years old, Labradoodle. So she's she's old and senile, but we still love her. The protector of the house. Yeah, from I don't know. She, shadows and <laughs> she'll she'll still get after a squirrel or two, but yeah, that's about it. <laughs> she's, got, she's still got to be that you know the Lion King. That's right, <laughs> Lion Queen in the house. That's right. So uh, let's talk about first your how we got pretty much in contact and how you started uh, coming to the gym. You but ultimately Brian is the first person to reach. Yeah, I'm kind of like cheesing your story right now but that's right one of the first people to ever reach out to me when i had the idea that i wasn't even living in connecticut at while well, i was working in uh I think you were jersey working, well weren't you co- coaching you, oh yeah that's right you i was coaching co- at, yeah. at 033 i was coaching at 03 there i was coaching i was coaching at 033 uh man i coached in like five different locations it was 033 south windsor relentless and a couple local ones that are around here so the, the, the way that we hooked up was my friend Wheatley, um, you were a coach at, I think it was 033 yep, in Glastonbury, yep. that she and her husband Brent went to, and you were talking about uh, opening up, or you I think at that point you were planning on opening up a place in East Haddam, and Wheatley had come to me, I don't know, maybe six months before that, and said, hey, you know what, you should, you should join CrossFit, because the first rule of CrossFit is that you need to talk about CrossFit. Yeah. Um, and Absolutely. yeah. And so I was like, well, I've, I've kind of heard of it. I didn't know too much about it. And anyway, I, I looked into it a little bit more and I was like, this looks like it would really like suck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> so sign me up. <laughs> Cause I've always been, you know, sort of attracted to challenges basically. And, um, so Wheatley called me one day and said, Hey, Andrew's going to be opening up a place in East Haddam because my excuse for not joining CrossFit for a while had been there's no place anywhere close to me. Um, and so she's like, well, he's going to be opening up in East Haddam. And I was like, oh, shit, I guess I can't really, <laughs> I can't really use that as an excuse anymore. So, yeah, so I remember I left you a message and you called me back. Um, I had just gotten back. I literally was driving home from the train station, um, having come back uh, from New York City for work for something. I don't remember what it was, but I remember we had a good conversation and I remember going to the first class, um, your, like your opening class at the, at the old place. January 3rd, 2015. You were, cause we were in contact yes. in like October of October, November of 2014. Correct. We were, yeah, cause I already had well, my affiliate at that, that time. seems like it's impossible. It's not. That's what I said too, though. I couldn't believe, I thought I've been only doing this for four or five years. Oh my God. Yeah, but yeah. Well, either way, it was like seven years, though. Yeah, I, it's yeah. It does. It seems like it's impossible, but um, but I remember. Yeah, you had that. You had that first opening class, and that was when I learned very quickly that I had zero idea how to jump rope. <laughs> it was like twelve minutes of like thirty jump rope, like eight burpees, and yeah. I, for, I forget what it was, but it was a you know. I, 
I just I just remember going like, all right, I got this burpee thing. Whatever else, you know, I, I was whatever. I was okay. I was clueless, but I was okay at it. But the jumping rope, man, I, I felt like, what the hell am I doing? I have zero idea how to do this. And it took me, I don't know, how long did it take me to figure out how to jump rope? It was a while. It took me a lot longer than I thought it should take me, or anyone else for that matter. Especially when you, know, especially when you started coming to class, then you had uh, people who could jump rope good. Well, that, so that was the thing, because I was the first, I was the only person at 6 a.m., for like six months, yeah, I think six it was. months, and then um, one day I pull in, and there was another car in the in the parking lot, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's like an actual other person here," <laughs> and I'm like thinking to myself, "All right, you know what? <clears throat> it's gonna be it's gonna be a girl. <laughs> yeah. She's she's gonna be really cute, <laughs> and we're gonna be jumping rope." <laughs> And all and then, of the above were happened. true. Yeah. <laughs> and all that happened. And then it was like clockwork. It's like, all right. I was like, oh, I just looked like a complete window licker. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I've been doing this for six months. <laughs> you know? She picks up the jump rope and it's oh, like, yeah. she's doing ripping, double Yeah, orders, just ripping you know? that thing like, a, like she owns it, like a professional jump rope person. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was good. It was always like me too, because like, we'd get like a lead and. I'm like Brian, we got someone trying to class in this set. Uh, this uh, yeah. you know, someone else to join the six a.m. and they they wouldn't show up or something like that when we first started. It's a t- it, it, I mean, it's a tough time slot, but it seems like we've got a pretty good. I mean, it's gone. We've like sort of had ebbs and flows, right? Yeah. So, um, I remember at one point at the old place we had probably six or seven pretty steady people, and then it kind of went down like and two, and then like two, yeah, and then. Now, like, we've got probably six or seven, eight even um, yeah. pretty steady people. So it's pretty cool. 6 a.m. rules. Yeah, 6, 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny, too, because you notice that, like, sometimes, and it's throughout the year, and it's always, like, that same time. So once it hits the summer, those evening classes, like, really peak up, too. Mm. Um, and then sometimes the 6 a.m. is either, like, really hot or really not. But spring 6 a.m. is always, like, always packed and stuff like that. But... I think it's gonna be a little bit different this year. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're gonna be keeping most of these classes pretty busy too, um, nice. at six a.m., which is nice because it brings a lot of energy. Like when you have well, more people, like when you have more people in that class, like that's why like one reason we cut down our five to six after like the last year's coronavirus shutdown. We're like, how can we try to put more energy in classes and get more people to come to that time slot? Because you miss out a lot when you when you don't have that energy. I mean, at the same time, you get a lot more one-on-one attention. Yeah, I had a personal trainer for six months, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. which was great. <laughs> right. But uh, at the same time, you lose like that sometimes that extra push or the overall energy that you get with other people. So uh, we put it down to one you know, one size class. And now we'll, we'll open up classes when we see like 6am being consistently filled at eight. Cool. Guess what? We're going to be opening up another time slot. Like that's, that's the way we, we're going to try to do it to make sure we're not just, you know, creating classes, tons of classes, with like two or three people. Yeah, it. No, absolutely. And, and you know what? I mean, that, that's the energy that you get by working out with other people is, I don't know, me personally, that's what I need, right? Like I can't, I'm just not one of those. And I never have been one of those people who can grab a DVD of whatever Billy Banks and you know do Tybo kickboxing <laughs> yeah. or whatever whatever you know I, I just can't do that the P90X stuff I'm just not motivated enough but like you know I feel like there's a camaraderie with the people that you're in class with 
and then there's almost like a sense of, of, you know, responsibility. Like I got to show up because I know that, you know, they're going to show up and, you know, we just, we're, we're there to support each other. So that's kind of how I roll. Although I did take six months off. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone kind of took a, took a little, uh, yeah, long siesta. There was, there was some, there's some crazy, crazy stuff. Going we'll, on. we'll talk about, yeah. Also the things that we learned from uh, last year, but, uh, now like, you know, you, you've been through every change that we've gone through and, uh, the ups and downs. And I really appreciate it because, you know, as I try to grow this and put these ideas, sometimes they work and sometimes they, you know, we lose members because of them, but we, you know, for five years of screwing things up, I feel like, or now that we're primal path, <laughs> you know, that's how I look at it. Like for, it all pays off, Brian. It's all coming together. You just waited five years. Yeah, or... <laughs> I don't know if I would call it five years of screwing up, but I mean, five years, look, you know, one of the things that I learned in school was if you're going to fail, fail fast. <laughs> right everyone fails yeah it's just that's part of life it's part of business but fail fast figure it out and change course you know that's that's what they taught us in you know when I went through um, the MBA program um, fail fast so you know I would not call I mean but the other thing is that five years you didn't do the same thing for five years you tried different things oh over yeah those, over that over that course of time and you figured out pretty damn quickly <laughs> yes. if it was working for you yeah. or if it wasn't working for you. Yeah. <laughs> I know I found out kind of what my people wanted and I also tried to just, you know, finally come in a new, new approach. But um, I'd love to, like, honestly, like, throw your opinion out there. Like, what compared to what we what we did, like, two years ago, compared to now, like, what's do you, your body feeling? Like, what's, yeah, just give your experience. So Good, bad, and different. So I would say that it's it's good. Um, it's definitely on I think on par with sort of where I am like with with my body and my my capabilities and so forth. Um, you know, I my knee is not in a in a good place. And it really, for that you know, it will never be um, what it was even you know a couple of years ago. Um, but I feel like there's there's more of an emphasis, like you said, on natural movement and. Um, you know, it's not about like, you know, just picking up as much weight as you possibly can lift and doing the one rep maxes, which I'm sure we'll probably get to at some point, but it's not, it's not so focused on that, which I think just works better for me at this point. So, yeah, yeah. With, without a doubt, I, I want to make sure people know, like, you know, as we went through this transition, we tried so much stuff out, but there is like wait till May. <laughs> so I know, like, you keep we're bringing about May, we're, we're bringing back uh, our our we used to call them like courage workouts, but we we used mm-hmm. to do a good good one in there that pushes that mental capability where it's just a long hard get on the train and 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 go like like Murph. Yeah, like yeah. There's those those ones that really push you. Like we're we're bringing those back too. We just want to make sure that everything fits in our class and we've got stuff dialed in, but we're going to bring those back. And, and without a doubt, we've got some things coming up overall to still have those checks and test our fitness um, just in a different way that we're doing. So you are going to have those things. We do want the, their time to be lifting heavy, but building that foundation of getting that movement in and seeing everybody being able to move a little bit better. Cool. Now that we move good, now we increase that intensity, increase that weight. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a long process. That's been broken down um, into different cycles, and this is just kind of one of those first steps. So, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm definitely digging it. I, um, <clears throat> you know, I 
I missed the logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that the eagle with the barbell thing was a, like, especially given, I appreciated it. I appreciated it more, I think, um, just given your background with being Air Force and, um, you know, I thought it was just really, really cool. I love the new logo, too, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the eagle with the barbell was, you know, maybe it's just because that was the first, you know, that was my first entree into this whole fitness thing. Because before that, I never worked out, really. So. Well, you, you came in pretty damn good. But uh, <laughs> I'll just say that. But, yeah, I do. I, I, I think that. You know, I love that logo, but you know, with marketing in general, like that logo is not friendly for print. It's not friendly. Oh, no, no. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No, you're so, right. And so then, you know, obviously when we did the rebrand change, it was also like, how do we make like a very simple logo? And even the tree is complicated. So we use that kind of that primal path of the foot as like kind of one of our logos, but the tree is more that internal one. But I, I also think that you're, you're the primal path sort of outlook on fitness really does fit really well with this particular town, right? In the, mm -hmm. in the surrounding area, you know, there's, um, I don't know, I won't call them crunchy people, but you know, there's, there's a lot of people who are sort of like really into nature and natural things. Um, and so I, I feel like that may be helpful in attracting new clients too. Yeah. It's, uh, all those stinking hippies around here. <laughs> tree huggers. <laughs> all those tree huggers living down in the woods of East Adam and Hicks and all that stuff. Let's, let's, let's buy some more land. How, yeah. how about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See how much more my taxes can go up. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like in general, like people who used to work out or did something and then they are injured or whatever and then just trying to understand, like get that movement back and a good starting point and stuff like that. But it is, yeah, it's usually about people who have done something in their life or move and other things like things like your background, which you've done Spartan races and and Ragnar runs and. Um, but all of those were kind of as a result, or you know, I would have never been able to do any of those if I wasn't coming here <laughs> and and working out and you know obviously doing some side running and stuff as well. But um, you know, my sort of mentality towards fitness really didn't begin until I started here. Seven years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't believe it's like seven years. I, that is insane. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> How far have we come? But, yeah. So, uh, we, I remember we did that. We used to. We did that one year where a bunch of us went and did the trifecta. Yes. And that it was, was cool. It was cool. We, like, rented, uh, you know, rooms in, like, Jersey. And we just kind of, like... Yeah, and in Boston. The, yeah, the, oh man. You may not remember the one in oh, Boston. <laughs> I, that was, you know, I think that those are the, those are the times that I look back and I'm like, man, I was going through so much stuff on my I own remember. personal side of stuff, my all my war stuff I was still fighting on. So like you bring me out to go and drink after we go and uh, do the Boston and we started early. That we started was, uh, way too early. <laughs> it ended up with you and I going to 7-Eleven at like... 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> Buy pizza. Pizza and hot dogs or something. <laughs> yeah. And you fell asleep with a slice of pizza on yeah. your chest. <laughs> Legendary. That was I great. <laughs> it's one of those times when you wake up and you wake up with a pizza on your chest and you're like, like what the hell? This is not good. <laughs> and then you see like all the people that pay your memberships like around you and you're like, this just got immediately worse. We'll never be doing a sleepover was, again. <laughs> what, was, what was the name of that, oh, that woman who... Um, her nickname was like Mama. She oh, she came with us. She didn't do the race. 
But she was like, she like held on to everyone's sweatshirts and all that stuff. Was it Melissa? I don't remember her name. But she, I remember, like, oh, you just told me that I said you're not sure I remember that night. <laughs> so, well, I know. Hey, you know, Grace is the best. I don't remember rounds. exactly who she was, but I remember she, she did take a picture of you with the pizza. Hopefully that's very good. She never resurfaces. Hopefully she's you don't not have to worry to about that. <laughs> hopefully no, she's, she's not, not here. She's, I don't think she was ever a member. I think she was a friend of a member or oh. something. Anyway. Either way, well, thank gosh. I hope she's not listening to this podcast because that pizza does not ever need to resurface. Those are one of those things that when I go for president in like 30 years, like all of a sudden this shows up. Like, you know, like there's me and, you know, my uh, ranger panties with a, like a pizza sitting on my chest ready to like kick a door in and shoot someone in the face or like eat a pizza. Like you're not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, let's, uh, so let's move on from that you one. Don't <laughs> Oh, so let's go, let's tune into like last year, obviously last year. I know we don't, we need to go explain everything that happened, but, um, what I like to look back at the last year is what's something that you learned last year, something that last year taught you on the positive. So we could always kind of kick in 2020 instead of being like the most miserable year of the world. We kick it into like, Hey, you know what I learned is this. I think I learned resiliency. Not that, I mean, I think, <clears throat> I think I learned that people are resilient, not just me personally, but, but people, you know, we, everyone basically was handed a huge shit sandwich and everyone had to take a bite <laughs> and everyone did. And, you know, people, people for whatever different circumstances had to deal with it in different ways. Right. So <clears throat> some people hunkered down, um, and, you know, figured out how to live in that particular state. Um, some people um, worked from home. Um, some people, like myself, had to basically be boots on the ground. Um, but everyone got through it, and here we are sort of on the other side, right? So it <laughs> yeah. was like, you know, I um, 2020 was <laughs> was. It was a dumpster fire. I mean, <laughs> there's no other way to, to really describe it. It was a complete shit show. Yeah, I was going to say, you could add a couple of swears in there yeah, yeah. To, to help nail the... the but I think... I, yeah. I, as a matter of fact, on our Christmas card, we all bought, um, like, you know, funny Christmas sweaters. Um, and on mine, it's I had a dumpster on fire, <laughs> and it said, Merry and Bright. <laughs> <laughs> Did it have 2020 on it too? Or was it no, not? I think it was pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think that it just, it give, it gave me faith in people because, you know, everyone deals with stuff in, in different ways. Um, but everyone dealt with it, you know, um, it just, we, we got through it together, uh, in whatever way, um, worked best for us individually. Yeah, I think it really brought out <clears throat> the winners and the losers. Yeah. And and I'm using that word loser lightly, but I'm, I'm saying like you... It also brought out people that you know who are willing to really step up in the plate, you know. And I'm not talking about like necessarily even like your friends, but I'm saying like when you're into work, you know, you, you always have that person who's just nonstop talking about he's the best and this is what he would mm -hmm. do. And then, you know, something like this happens and maybe that person is now... 
disappears, doesn't step up to the plate or something, and then you see those persons, you know, that person that's been quiet forever, steps up to the plate and takes on tasks and roles and puts their life at, you know, risk and all that other stuff. And uh, that's what I mean by winners and losers. It's those people who are really stepping up to the plate that you didn't think would happen and the people that you thought would step up to the plate, <laughs> they're yeah, nowhere to be seen. I mean, you know? I have to say, like, I have um, just a, I guess, renewed, I always had respect for for the front line, if you will, you know, the people who actually are at the bedside, whether they're um, nurses or PCTs or radiologists or, you know, whoever, the people who are, have direct patient contact. I don't have direct patient contact. I support those people who do. <clears throat> um, but you're still pretty close with them every day. Oh, yeah. No, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's not was, like you're not at risk. Oh, no. Right? I mean, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was definitely, I was in the hospital <laughs> yeah. every single day. Um, but I guess my point is, is that some of those folks, once we started really getting a whole lot of COVID coming in, you know, we had at some points more than half of the patients in the hospital were COVID positive. There were people who um, had maybe moved on from that direct patient care role um, or the bedside role who volunteered to come back to help um, and you know, they're voluntarily putting themselves in the hot zone, if you will. And, you know, that that says a lot about their personality. You're talking about winners and losers. I mean, um, you know, I don't know if I would characterize anyone, how anyone react reacted with this whole thing as a loser, but there definitely was people who were more winners than others, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't mean like yeah, no, like, I know, you're I know, like, I like a loser, but you're like, a loser. You know, you no. didn't you didn't get first place. That's right. You're a loser, yeah. but you're really not because you came in second. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yep. you still did a phenomenal job, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just have uh, a lot of respect for those folks who who put themselves voluntarily in that position. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, you got to get to see a little bit of like what we do in the military, why we always volunteer to go back. You know, because like after, you know, when you, when, when everything kicked off, you, no one had a clue what's going on, right? So no one knows how to handle situations. No one knows. There is no black and white. Everything's in the gray, but yeah. there's blacker parts of the gray and there's whiter parts of the gray. Yeah. And being a person who is, you know, been there for so long, without a doubt, you're going to be looked at as a leader. 100%, I guarantee you. And I guarantee you <clears throat> stepped up to that plate too. But what you're helping to find is... Where that where people sit in that gray area, where yes, that is okay to do, no, that's not okay to do, to help and especially take those people, like you're learning it right then, but at the same time, you start bringing in new people that are coming to the hospital that you've been there for 30 days working in that environment, you're also there to help educate them and show them, hey, this is where we kind of like draw the line on those things that sound black and white, but they're not black and white because everything is different. Yeah. And that's kind of like those people who are like went on from it and they want to come back because it helps take away any fear from those people coming in. It helps mm -hmm. reduce that. Helps give them a drive. It gives them a purpose. It gives them a focus on what they need to do rather than run around and be like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this, I can do this. You go, no, you go do that yep. and that's gonna work. And, it, and it, it really helps keep everything going and fluid and moving in the right direction. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, when, when it all started, like, you know, I was told specifically, like, you will not be working from home. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell? I would never even consider it. Like, if they're going in, I'm going in. Like, there is no 
like, oh, you do your thing and I'll just stay over here and do mine. Like, I'm going to be, I got your back, right? That's kind of how, it's, that was my whole department and it's kind of, it's part of the culture, I think, at that organization too, so. Yeah, and you know, it's cool as you start seeing those connections that were always there, but you never saw them come out at a time like this too. You're seeing that where those people are going Kind of like what we were saying, people are going that extra mile or being like seeing somebody who's really tired who'd probably just be leaving. They'll take the, the step up, hey, you go home, you know, take yeah, an oh, hour off. When you see those totally people that are burned happens. out and it, it's not about, well, no, not my shift. I'm waiting here another 10 minutes until my yeah, shift comes right. on. You know, you come in there running and gunning and you're like, hey, I'm here early. Get out of here. Uh, you see a lot of that happening where it's that person to person appreciation and respect between two people that you're building even a stronger bond that, you know, a lot of people will will never understand and which is maybe a good thing that you, but at the same time you can make a positive out of such a, uh, you know, quote unquote, a negative per se. Yeah. I mean, we had, um, so when that guy a few years ago drove his car, I don't know if you remember this, his, (laughs) his car into our emergency department and blew himself up. Um, you know, one of the things that we did in response to that was we uh, coined the, the hashtag Middlesex Strong. Um, and so when this all started happening, we had this sort of Middlesex Strong thing in our back pocket. And um, one of the ideas that I had was to start having that embroidered on hats and having it printed on shirts. And, Heck yeah. And um, we had them for sale in the gift shop. And every time we'd bring in a, 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 a new lot... They'd sell out just like that. It was like people were, that was the rallying point, right? People were all about it. They were just about showing their pride for working for this organization and um, <clears throat> and for helping each other out. Like you said, like, um, you know, I'm going to come in 10 minutes early to relieve, you know, my colleague who I know is really, really stressed out. And um, that's just how we roll. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Well, that's good. So resilience is the big thing that you learned from last year. But so let's move on to this year. What are you teaching yourself this year? What are you learning? What or yeah, what are you learning or what are you teaching yourself this year? And if you don't know, I'm putting you on the spot. You got to figure that out pretty quick, Brian. <laughs> um. Well, geez. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to be honest with you. I mean, professionally, uh, you know, I want to learn some some new. Um, I guess techniques in terms of being able to create content um, for marketing. Um, <clears throat> personally, one of the things that I want to learn um, is <clears throat> more about um, my boat. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was hoping to bring that one up. Um, and, <laughs> and how to not sink it and <laughs> navigation and all that stuff because Technically, I mean, I've had the boat out for, I don't know, three or four times out on the river and I've gone down to Long Island Sound. Um, but I, I feel like I still don't really, I mean, I know the basic rules. I mean, I took my boaters course and all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> but there's a lot, I think, more to it than just knowing that, you know, red, right, return kind of thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, um, I want to do that. Um, in terms of I know that there's probably should be a gym aspect to that, huh? No, I don't no. need to be. No, this is it's, it's my perpetual. <laughs> how about this? I'll, I'll throw this out there. My perpetual thing that I've wanted to learn since I started how, it was how to do a double under. <laughs> but just like you said, uh, I don't know, last week 
your what was it neuroplasticity yeah um, drops oh, after 35 after 35 <laughs> so maybe i'll never get that i can i can string a couple together but that's about it yeah yeah there if it takes it until you're 65 <laughs> hey <laughs> just, legendary when, when i see brennan doing them i just want to push him over <laughs> yeah but to get to him you gotta get whipped in the face that's with true. <laughs> you gotta get a pvc pipe it's like sticking a, it's like sticking a, a stick in its spokes i'll joust, I'll joust <laughs> yeah, him. You, you just joust him. Right in the side too. Right as he jumps, right in the side. <laughs> no, that'd be funny. Youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so I'm I'm still on this kick uh, about what we're sitting on, and um, yeah, these, this is the third time we're mentioning These chairs are really cool. I don't think I've actually stopped moving since I sat down here. So <clears throat> I know what are they called again. Uh, they're sleek form sleek Austins. Form. But they are, you can just Google them. They're uh, just right, kneeling rocking. I got to try the kneeling rocking chairs. Yeah, you got to adjust your butt a little bit. All right, yeah. Yeah, so you could get them, you can, so you get the feet tucked back or you put the knees up like this to switch it up for a little bit. Yeah. I feel like if I lean too far back, though, that could end badly. Yeah, so you got to make sure you lean forward when you go and readjust. You can yeah. do a little one legged stuff, you do whatever, but yeah, I love, I love these chairs. They're just, oh, now so you'd fun. mentioned um, that there was, there was a number of ways to sit. On these, is this pretty much it? Yeah, yeah. So that way you could sit. Uh, I mean, like one leg up, two legs up. You could have both legs back. Okay. Or you could even sit it in like a normal chair. Oh yeah, that's true. So you just put your feet flat on the ground, and then now it takes away the rocking. But I'm a century child, so I, <laughs> I, I need some rocking and motion, and you know, good thing there's no like fabric around that I can just run my hands on it <laughs> in my my locked room. You know, yeah, <laughs> like I could definitely see the whole. Leaning forward piece because I think I just almost bit it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for not eating it. <clears throat> but uh, one, I, I do want to highlight one talent that you have. <laughs> oh God! And the funny thing is, is, you came in here and you told me, you know, I never ever listened to a single podcast, not Primal Pass podcast, but not a single podcast. I never. Never listened to one until today, so I could, you know, so you can go and prepare. Yeah, I just wanted to know what, what it kind of was all about, yeah. But the irony is, you have an incredible voice for radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually, I was on my, um, my college radio station, um, and uh, I worked with a guy, um, we did a jazz show um, at like, I don't know, 12.30 in the morning until 2.30 in the morning <clears throat> um, on 90.1 WECS. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring something up for you to read. Don't worry. It's totally, uh, <laughs> it's not that you have to be worried about it. But what I'm thinking about is uh, totally bring this up and have you run this over hold on we'll, we'll do this real quick what's but, this like a radio spot or something heck yeah i'm gonna make you yeah i'm gonna see your voice you know <laughs> in case you needed another job for minimum wage you know well, I, <laughs> actually you know what because i i work in marketing and we actually do radio commercials with professional oh, you voice. Can't do this, huh? no 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 um but people who do voiceovers can make shit tons of money <laughs> i i'm not kidding like like for a 30 second TV spot that's going to be broadcast uh, over the air, and there's different price ranges and stuff, but um, I mean, they can make like $2,000 for like 20 minutes of work because you have to license 
their voice. Oh my it's god! It's not just their session; it's the licensing. And then after like a year, if you want to continue using that same voiceover, you've got to pay them again. Dude. So it's, and, yeah, and it's it like, also like it's like a movie actor. So you, if they sell more every year, that they sell more DVDs, or yeah, like they, they just keep on collecting that the paycheck. For it's a, called residuals. Yeah. Yeah, the residual. They they can make. And especially if you, if you're a voiceover talent and you get a national spot with like, you know, Toyota or Sub Subway or you know some national brand, you're making just gobs of money. Like I I would love to do that. Yeah, you just get a Ford commercial and then you just keep on doing them every year and oh. they just like you're just like all yeah, right. Yeah, and if you can become the voice of a brand. Oh yeah. Oh, like like how much money do you think flow from Progressive? Oh, yeah, I never thought. I was thinking, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, she's a yeah, she's an icon too. You I know, think Brandon brand I- should try to do you know become something like that for iRobot. I, I, I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's got a good voice. They can change it up. There you go. So try and give this one a give this one a shot with your radio voice. All right, let's see. No pressure. <laughs> Come try a class at Primal Path and see how fitness is intended. I promise you you will have a brand new outlook of what functional fitness is or fit. Uh, I can't read that. Or what, it, or what we like to call it. Natural. All right. Here, let's try this again. <laughs> functional fitness is, or what we like to call it, natural movement fitness. There you go. The comma will help. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Come try a class at Primal Path and see how fitness is intended. I promise you, you will have a brand new outlook of what functional fitness is or what we like to call it, natural movement fitness. <laughs> well done, Brian. Now I gotta pay you every time you do that. That's gonna be part of our intro. <laughs> I think I'm gonna join SAG. Yeah, yeah there you go. Screen Actors Guild. Actors Guild. <laughs> you should you get on the union with yeah, them. Yeah, they. I'm telling you, those people. Yeah, rank. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's either win big or you know, otherwise you, you struggle. You know, it works both ways. You know, <laughs> but our last thing that we're gonna do. We made this podcast pretty uh, long, but that's because uh-huh. we have a good time. We're at 30, 30, 30 minutes. Heck yeah. Well, I guess people are going to listen to listen to us talk for a little <laughs> Either that or they're going to tune out. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll never know. Uh, what's some advice that you would give everybody? Something that you live by every day, whether it's an advice, whether it's a quote, whether it's just a mentality, something you do, something that uh, could help get people to be more positive or, or do something to think about or whatever it is. Um. Boy, I'm I'm never going to come close to the uh, the deep philosophical um, advice that Mike had. Oh man, it, he had the deepest one yet, man. I it was, was like, so good. Wow, wow, that where did that come from? That was that was actually that was spot on, really good. Um, so I think probably two things. Um, <clears throat> one of the things, like if you're in a leadership position, um, the kind of the way that I've always approached it is. Never ask anyone to do something that you either haven't done or wouldn't be willing to do yourself. Um, I, <clears throat> I feel like, you know, people who are ordering folks around and doing stuff that they either, again, haven't done or wouldn't be willing to do, that just, I don't know, that just feels wrong. And, um, and I think people who are being led can see right through that, right? So that I think, you know, they a leader loses respect by doing something like that. <clears throat> the other thing is to, just don't take yourself so seriously all the time, right? I think if you can just make fun of yourself and, and 
um, don't take life quite so seriously all the time. I think your outlook will, will just be better and people will just like you more. You know, if you're willing to make fun of yourself and be self-deprecating once in a while, um, which I think I do on a fairly daily <laughs> basis. Um, yeah, I think that um, just don't take yourself so seriously. I love it. I love both of those. The uh, Especially the first one, the leader one, you know, and like you said, the big, big action on that is that people will see through that. You get more respect if you're a leader and said, and you're like, hey, guys, I, I, I can't even do this. I'm not going to send you again. I have to, you know, mm -hmm. it, you get more respect that way than just ordering people to do something that you wouldn't do and then, like, trying to, like, hide and try to act big and money. You know, I think that is a very, very valuable piece of information. Yeah, I mean, if you start <laughs> if you start off by saying, hey, follow me, people will follow, right? But you, you just have to be willing to, to do it and to show them how to do it. Um, I, I feel like that. I mean, honestly, I think that that's one of the things that um, the whole pandemic has has taught a lot of folks as well. Like, you know what you you can't you can't lead while working from home, right? Yeah. While everyone else is boots on the ground. So you know, roll up your sleeves and you know get in the shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And of course, make fun of yourself. I do it all the time. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I love it. I just I just gotta laugh at myself and move on. And it's true, you know. Shake off those things. You only control your reactions, right? Your re you know, your reactions to things, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> well, Brian, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yeah, Any fun. last words? Um, well, uh, if, <laughs> if I listen to this, it'll be my third podcast that I ever listened to. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> you, you'll love it. Podcast is awesome. If you guys want to join uh, me with a convo with the clients, just shoot me an email or talk to myself or Nadine after class and we'll get you scheduled in for one. They're a lot of fun. They're just a conversation and, um, yeah, enjoy the week and we'll see you guys in class. Cheers.